Welcome to episode five of Three Car Garage. James and I this week are going to be arguing over who gets to pick the CLK. And <laughs> we decided this week we were going to go back to the budget system. And we've set ourselves a budget of £1,500 per car. And we kind of have to pick a daily car, toy for the weekend. And what was the third one? And anything you want. So and like a toy. Yeah, so the weekend one's like a something for that nice weekend getaway and then sure. the third one is that you know it could be a ridiculous track car or something you want to turn into a rally car or something you want to take off roading any, anything that basically you're not going to use it every day yeah you probably it might not even be road legal by the time you finish with it but it's a third car sure okay i have done no research on this because as you well know i'm in canada and have been holidaying very hard so I'm literally trawling Auto Trader at the moment, trying to find that perfect daily car, I think. I say, I've done a small bit of research, mainly because I spend my entire life thinking, what can I get for a grand right now? <laughs> well, I've just found what could potentially be my toy car. Yeah, this, do you know what? There's, there's a good selection on Auto Trader for sub £1,500 cars. I'm uh, amazed at how new some of the cars are you can get £1,500. Oh, really? I've... Especially over here. I mean, admittedly, I wouldn't yeah. buy any of them, but you can. I am using Auto Trader UK just to keep things fair because having had a look through Auto Trader Canada, wow, there's some cool stuff on here. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. No. Don't no. go and compete with those big trucks. No, some of them, some of them are really good. Um, but I mean, there's some really good stuff on here just general cars like a 2010 Mazda 3 which is the, the power grip version definitely not a male marital aid oh James 2001 Mustang see this is why it's not fair because I, I searched for pickup trucks yeah because I thought there must be someone over here who's taken a dive on an old like F-150 it's in bad shape he needs oh, to yeah, get for it sure. 1500 quid is there one no there's not no. there's there's just some battered old L200s that have oh, got yeah. sheep sheep in the back of them and that's it <laughs> so i had to give up my hunt for that unfortunately i may have bought one if it, if it <laughs> do you get the sheep thrown in as well because that could that could be a bargain i like to think so i mean it depends where i'm going uh, if it's, sure sure you know. <laughs> okay so i am going to i think one of my choices is just gonna end up being a jag there are so many on here good ma i battled with myself to not pick a jag did you? Oh. Yeah. Although, I'm looking at the three cars I picked and realising a massive lack of originality because either I or someone in my family has owned one of all three of these. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I, just, I, just, I didn't realise that until after I chose them. Well, uh, I mean, so. stick with what you know. Right. It's a safe bet. So, do you want to go first? I'll let you yeah. yeah, I'm going to go forward. first. I've just picked my daily. Nice. Although I may come to regret it because it's relatively high mileage. So it says it's 41 miles away. That that would be from my home address rather than me in Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a swim. Yes, yeah. The 1999, so it's an S-Reg. Good year. Uh, BMW 530D SE. It is beautiful. It has... Um, fabric seat sort of orange walnut finish trim uh looks like a manual actually that's uh yep yeah, it's a manual yeah I, I think it'd be a good daily be very economical 50.4 is quoting as the extra urban economy figures i think that would be a great daily and for the princely sum of 1250 pounds that's a good shout I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's the e39 5 series i'm gonna say yes one of the best looking of yeah. all the five CRI that are out there, definitely. Yeah. 
And that three litre straight six, without being a massive nerd, is a brilliant and bomb-proof engine. For your 1250, this looks clean. The back seats don't look like they've ever been sat in. Yeah, it just looks like a pretty straight, honest car. I like that. Yeah. I, like, I really, I really like the fives, the E39 Estates as well. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's not a wagon. It's oh, not it's a, a wagon, unfortunately. Uh, lost, 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 lost interest. Oh, so and on that note, it was. Uh, this is episode <laughs> five. Nice speaking to you all. Um, all right. I, I really like them. I. The only thing I would have done is I would have tried to find an auto. Sure, but you do the miles to warrant that. And I'm just incredibly lazy. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's that's it. But the. Has that got the um? Has it got a screen? Has it like a nav unit or anything? No, like that? It's no. just got the classic. God no! Tape, just set just, player. Just assume it's got nothing. Because <laughs> those, cause those, those early BMW nav units in like them and the E thirty eight seven series. I want to say poss- possibly yeah. in the current Land Rovers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this just has a CD player. It has CD? It's snazzy. It hasn't got the tape player. Oh no! Hang on, I may take that back. Because I've got one of those cassette tapes with a you know with a lead coming out oh, of it. Oh wow! No, this could always borrow. This is this is very much cassette player. Good. I've got some Thanks. great um, Elton John cassettes I can lend you as well. I'm very sure you do. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the benefit of buying, getting drunk and buying a one thousand pound Jaguar on Auto Trader and it oh. turning up with just a tape player, and it was the best thing ever happened to me. I went on eBay <laughs> and I spent about fifty quid on cassettes. And of course, I then, I then sold the car. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake with my first choice. Oh no! Because I've just filtered my search to uh, to estates, and there's better stuff on there. <laughs> Is there a sport on there? No. There's a Mondeo. Best car in the world. Ex Police Mondeo. Is that, is that the two point well. five gear? Uh, oh, hang on! I just clicked away from it. Oh, even better. Can I completely change my first choice? I mean, yeah. It's, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of the SE Spec 5 series or the fact it's a manual with cloth seats. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> Personal snobbery. So, completely scrub the first choice for me. Pretend I'm, it never happened. I'm going for this Volvo V70 2.4 T5 SE 5-door police spec. Oh, I like that. Has it got the holes in the dash where there used to be a radio? Yes, it does. Yes. Yes, it does. 219,000 miles, 200 brake. Enough. It is a manual, but... I mean, I, I can forgive it with what it's car it is. It's a police car. That's yep. what matters. How much is I've, that one? Uh, I'll tell you that in a second. I just want to see how many holes it's got in it. Um, yeah, all the holes, all the cables hanging out. Excellent. Has it got holes in the roof, though? I would buy it with holes in the roof. Oh, my God, it's got stuff in the back. Bodies? This is not being, like, completely unconverted, it would seem. <laughs> Good Lord, that's, that's excellent. Um, this is for the pricely sum of £1,490. So that gives you £10 to find some police lights and exactly. a siren and retrofit yeah. them. It would oh. almost be a crime to not do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or at least get the vinyls sorted for it. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Right, so yeah, I'm revoking my first choice and changing it to this Volvo T5 because, yeah, stupid fast estates are great. Especially ex-copper ones. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Car's got stories, man. Yeah, it's seen things. <laughs> it's it's seen things. It's done stuff. <laughs> By a shootout, you mean like a high-speed chase on the M6? Well, maybe. Several yeah. But that's enough. That's enough. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But funnily enough, I also looked at an ex-police car on there, and it was a two-point-five uh, five-cylinder Mondeo Estate. So similar, basically the same engine as well. It's they're all yeah. that five-cylinder Volvo engine. Yes, sir. Um, but it. 
just didn't quite cut it for me. So instead, I went for the really original choice, the one no one's ever going to guess, the Volvo 2.4 D5 SE. <laughs> but wait, there's a difference. Okay. I went for the XC70 because I want it lifted up a little bit so I can whack on some light bars and some lights and pretend I do stuff outside of work <laughs> and go places, basically. Can I can I just point out to the audience that you you do drive a non lifted, non off roady car with a light bar and off roady bits on it. That's that's very true. That's because really? I like to pretend yeah. I'm yeah. you know, uh an everyday rally driver. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had one of these. I had a I had the previous model, so the same shape, but I had sure. the went before they went down the XC route when it was still the V seventy cross country. Okay. And I bought it for about nineteen hundred pounds a few wow. years ago. It was a, it was a, it was a petrol though, so it was the two point five, I think, okay. turbo, quick, the, uh, five cylinder, yeah, automatic, yeah. had like the remember the Audi TT baseball leather, yes, yeah, yeah, had, yeah, had seats like that and a really really rubbish sat nav, but it also came with a four disc CD changer, which oh my is God. weird, um, yeah, but yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely awesome car, absolutely bomb proof. I bought it for a bargain. It had about one hundred and seventy k on the clock. Drove like new. I kept it for four months and then made the terrible mistake of buying two Land Rovers. <laughs> wow. Very quick succession. And I missed that Volvo. Yes. Yeah. Was, they, they don't offer the same level of reliability, I find. There was also this really cool feature in the boot, which I've not seen any other car. <laughs> it's really lame, but it's awesome. So when you open the enormous boot, everything's standard as well. So it had like a dog guard that folded down from the roof lining. But then there's like a little flap you can open up in the boot that you think could be like where the spare wheel well is. But instead it had this handy little like cubby hole that had hangers on. So you could put your shopping in it and it wouldn't fall over. That's brilliant. Absolutely incredible. A game changer. Why aren't more car manufacturers doing that? That's a fantastic idea. Every time I do the big shop in the Mondeo, I open the boot and a little part of me dies because it hasn't got that <laughs> handy Volvo flap. Yeah, I, I I can see why. Yeah, so yeah, same as you, Volvo 70 series, but the XC70. Also, the four-wheel drive was actually really, really good. Um, I got mine stuck a few times in a field and it pulled itself out quite happily. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to do um, i'm still looking here for my weekend car and i'm not having if i'm honest the most amount of luck with it there's a lot of choice but i just want something a little bit special well while you're doing that i'll give you the specs on this one just so we can make sure okay. we're on the same yeah. price bracket so this is the 2.4 d5 se sport geartronic all-wheel drive five door almost like they got their naming system from porsche in last last week's episode Um, but this one's got a healthy 175,000 so again basically new yeah and it's up for the total of 1395 pounds so i've got 105 pounds to spend on light bars and nudge bars i yeah i think you'd get a lot of gear for that probably some nice knobbly tires oh yes yeah have you seen like a off-road prepped volvo I've seen a couple and I've seen a few photoshops and when I bought mine I really wanted to do that with it but because I only kept it literally for three months unfortunately I, if I still had it it would be a complete monstrosity by now <laughs> because <laughs> I, idle hands and all that oh um, yeah of course but it would have been awesome uh, I don't know, have you ever seen is it Tom Ford the oh, ex-former yeah, fifth gear yeah, presenter yeah. slash all round nice chap 
Yes. He's, hasn't he got one that he's done stuff to? He has got a... He's got a newer one, hasn't he, I think? I think it's an AMG rather than a Volvo. Oh, I sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Please, so I didn't mean that. His, uh, his Instagram, all one word, Tom Wookie Ford, and uh, he, he likes to make his cars a bit off-road, which is very cool. I cannot find any pictures of his... He did have an XC70. He had a 2009 one with light, LED light bar across the roof, mm-hmm. a basket, and some more LED lights chucked in. And it's ridiculous. Basically, he's done exactly what I would have done with mine if I was allowed and kept sure. going. Sure. <laughs> it's probably a bit horrific. But yeah, so he's, he's, he's now got the Mercedes one, hasn't he? Yes. Is the E-Class... Whatever their version of the all road is or cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, says his Volvo. Oh, that looks brilliant. Yeah, I will link that through because I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of cool car stuff. Actually, we should we'll we'll put his um, his Instagram up on the podcast for you guys. There is his Project EAT. That's the one. Yeah, it do, it does look very cool. Actually, he's done a good job with it. It's quite orange and brown, but I mean, it it stands out and it it looks very. Very functional. Yeah, no, I I like that. And yeah, I I think it's a very strong choice. Go go down the Volvo XC70 you found? Yeah. Yeah. This is also the third Volvo we've had in two episodes of the V70 yes. variety. We should probably think of something new. Yeah, that's true. But they were uh, <laughs> a great model of car. I'm also trying to get that Volvo money. Yeah. <laughs> Volvo, we love you. Pay us. I really liked that new XC60 I drove the other week. If you could just drop one off, that'd be great. But yeah, <laughs> just need it for a few days. Yeah. Got a camping trip coming up. That'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. So I am... Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to just change some of <laughs> Yeah, it's going it's going well today. Such restrictions. We're professionals. <laughs> so well prepared. Now I don't want a Sangyong. Oh my oh, okay, there's ten Land Rovers. Uh, ah oh. interesting. Oh wow, okay. How much how much is it? Is that fixable for that oh no god no. There's a four point four V eight petrol uh Range Rover. One L three twenty two. Yeah. 2004, although it's got the late facelift, but um, its description is noisy engine spares or repairs, and it would give me £5 to fix that, so I am steering clear. Get in the sea, mate. That is... uh... (laughs) (laughs) If you were profit hunting, you could split that up, and you'd make good money on it for spares. So you're lucky, Uh, because your, your L322 is one of the good ones. Yes, yes it is. You have the later model with the TDV8. So we, yep. my family had the 4.4 petrol V8. Mm-hmm. And as, as great as it sounded and as quick as it was when you put your foot down, oh my God, that was a money pit. Yeah, yeah, they have a habit of doing that. One of the, my highlights of it was it had an intermittent battery fault where it would just die for no reason and you couldn't start it again for a few hours and then all of a sudden it would bounce back to life. So we always kept a battery pack available and I once parked it up at home and reversed it against the garage door for space then the next day went to start it and the battery was dead and i was like it's fine i've got a battery pack in the garage of which this car is reversed against the door (laughs) bugger (laughs) okay i found my second car do it i have found a three liter bmw x5 120,000 miles petrol automatic looks like a bargain it is listed as having part service history mechanically sound just a couple of issues cosmetically 
It's an X5. Needs uh, a little sorry. needs a little TLC in regards to its appearance. But you know, I, I can live with all of that. Two hundred and thirty horsepower, that's not bad actually. Bumpers um, off, lift kit, you know it. kit. Yes. Yep. That is going in the mud. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think that X five it's kind of gunmetal colour as well. That is fifteen hundred on the money. So is that your toy choice or the weekend choice? Uh, I think that would be my toy choice. Okay. I like that. So again, this is this is done what I thought it might do. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, if you tell someone you can have three cars, an everyday car, one for the weekend away and one as a toy, they'll go family saloon convertible track car yeah and i was depending on you doing that yeah no. <laughs> and no, what we've I'm... done is we've both done exactly the same thing <laughs> it's ridiculous estate car mud car race car yeah so i may as well <laughs> so back to the x5 has he got leather yeah i am trying to find a picture of the interior as we speak there is not one so it may not it may not have an interior one. It's just a shell, wheels, um, <laughs> and a three-litre engine. Oh yeah, okay. Leather interior, slight wear, but I mean, it's it's what year is it? Crikey, two thousand one. So that's that's knocking on for eighteen years old. One hundred and thirty-one thousand miles, which isn't bad for its age. Below average. Yeah. That must, that must have been the first year. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Arguably game-changing shall we say, X5 as well. Oh, it really was. Like, I think that was one of the first sort of big brand SUV crossovers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first of the sport utility vehicles. Yes, as yeah, opposed yeah. to the, the off-roader. Yeah. Arguably and, and, the beginning of the end uh, yeah, <laughs> when it comes yeah. to the current market. But at the same time, I really liked them when they came out. Yeah, I still do. I, I think they're a good-looking yeah. car. Yeah. Mass is like, much nicer than the, than the new range. I don't get... BMW's new thing about let's make the grills bigger than the rest of the whole car. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think that's bizarre. And also, all the German manufacturers seem to be filling in their numbers like there's something wrong with them. Yeah, it's like they're teaching German kids how to count with their cars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the weirdest thing. I, I remember when it was like a 3 Series and a 5 Series and a 7 Series and an 8 Series. Yeah. So when I was a kid and I was doing you know design and tech projects and I was being the little nerdy kid who's obsessed with cars, I would get on my little push bike and cycle to all the car dealers in my area and yep. request brochures back oh, in the yeah. days when, when yeah, you yeah. still got paper brochures. And I remember Cooper's BMW in Ipswich where I lived. Uh-huh. And I would go in there on my little bike and say, hello, I'm doing a project on cars. Can I have some brochures? And they would give me, yeah, one for the 3 Series, one for the 5 yep. Series, and one for the 7 Series. Because at that point, that's all there was. The 8 Series had died at that point. Okay. There, was no, there, was, there were no X or anything. Sure. I think, there, I think the Z3 might have been around, because it's GoldenEye era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But apart from that, it was simple. And it was the same with Mercedes. They had the C-Class, the E-Class, the S-Class, the CL. And that was it. Mm. the slk and things but there are there are whereas now it's outrageous how many there are and it's just I, I don't know how anyone can buy a new car now you know and know exactly what they want i i think it's bizarre that they're um model crossing as well like the three series coupe was replaced by the four series that makes sense to me so why then make a four door four series yeah it, it's bizarre it, I, it's, I'm it's, sure... it's so weird don't get me wrong, there are people who spent a lot more time at university than me, um, yeah, getting, oh, yeah. paid, a, paid a lot more money than me, with a lot more experience saying this is the right thing to do, but it's just, I don't know, it's odd. 
And yeah. I think you're saying it with this with this whole fascination with crossovers and SUVs and things. I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I mean, you know, manufacturers like Ford saying they're going to drop producing hatchbacks and saloons at, at some point because all their markets in SUVs and crossovers. Sure. Yeah. You think car parts are going to be horrendous. Car manufacturers are losing their conviction to their own models, and it's it's really it's upsetting. You know, you you watch the evolution of the automobile, and it's it's. Well, uh, maybe it's a personal thing, because it's not going the way I want it to. <laughs> exactly. There are people out there who absolutely love them, and I talk to yep. people day in, day out about cars, and they ask me, what car should I get? And I've got you know this budget, and I go, right, you should get this car. And then they go, yeah, but I want a crosshair, I want an SUV. So clearly, there's, the demand is there, and we are, unfortunately, the minority. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. that sweet spot was like 1996 to 2006. They were like, for me, the golden era of cars that I was interested in because it was still when manufacturers are just making their simple lineup, but they were yeah, doing interesting absolutely. stuff with engines and they were, they were all of a sudden creating high-performance versions, like when AMG really came out of their shell and stuff like that. And now it's just a minefield. Like I, said, I, get, I get a lot of requests from people kind of going you know this is my budget i'm looking for a new car i've got two kids and i drive it to work every day what would you suggest and i can't anymore because uh, I, I i look uh, at, i look sure. at the cars i've driven and i look at what else is available and you know mercedes is a prime example because you go oh you look at the the a class but then you've got the gla and the cla and they're Absolutely. all the same yeah. car but with a different body and it's impossible to work out which is actually a better shout and fundamentally it comes down to what you can afford and what you think looks best and then it's what's the best badge you can get for your money yes which is a shame yeah, yeah that's it there, there is so much badge snobbery now it's kind of a, a shame yeah i mean I'm a, I'm a big campaigner against badge snobs as, as a former badge snob myself a reformed badge snob if you were reformed a, a man who spent most of his like 20s buying audis and mercs and beamers and stuff i'm all about skodas now fords sure all those yeah. things and you think they're better cars or at least better value for money but leasing as well is also killing it off but that's yes it that's is a story for another day yeah we'll we'll have a rant about that in another episode yeah, my apologies again for going completely off topic and ranting about the wrongs of the automotive world. That's, that's, I'm I'm okay with it, but just just to go back, my, that was my second choice, which oh, was yeah. a three liter BMW X5. <laughs> so my second choice, that's a good one, but again, it's only good if you rip the bumpers off, put a lift kit in, and put loads of metal around the outside and that's make what it I as would do. Much, that's fine. <laughs> if I see it outside of primary school. Well, A, there'll be questions, but also, not that. <laughs> not those questions again. Oh, my God. No, not that. <laughs> so, my second choice is obviously very similar, as we've just discussed. So, my toy, given the choice of loads of little, like, MX-5s and MR-2s and things that are lightweight, front-engine rear drive or mid-engine rear drive, so you've got the MGTF and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Things you could really hack around a track. I went for a 1996 4-litre V8 Land Rover Discovery. Legend, I saw that on there. <laughs> already got a lift kit, already got knobbly tyres, bumpers Brilliant. removed. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely quid. It is ready to get muddy, it's ready to get thrashed around, and ready to never be cleaned again. Well, that sounds absolutely ideal. Yeah. yeah. Dry wipe interior, automatic gearbox, and it just looks battered how it should look. I, I do like a Discovery. They're, uh, they're an awful lot of fun. My joint hardest car I ever sold my discovery well they're pretty readily available and it, but it is really handy if you can weld and have a very good credit limit as i found out with my, <laughs> with oh, my really? 
my Discovery 3. Again, when it worked, it was the best car ever owned. Yeah. Hands down. It could do everything and everything it did, it did well and comfortably and quickly and everything sure. else. But my God, when it went wrong. Yeah, they do they do have a habit of doing that. So I think I think I single handedly paid the Christmas bonus of the entire four by four centre in my <laughs> village uh the year I bought my discovery. It was just job after job, flatbed trip after flatbed trip. But uh what can you I, do? I, I still have another one if someone offered me one tomorrow. That's the worst bit. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is when once you've owned a Land Rover, it's kind of oh, it's a bit contagious, isn't it? You just you can't help yourself. You you just feel a little bit incomplete without one. Well it's the community as well. So I I've had I've had three now. I've had a I've had a hippo discover a hippo freelander, the first yep. one. And that suffered the standard head gasket went, everything nice. else, but I still loved it. Then I had a Mark II Freelander, and then very quickly after buying that, I swapped it in for the Discovery 3. And I went all out, so I bought the top spec, HSE, all the bells and whistles, and it was just awesome. And yeah, now I just, most of the people I talk to online, kind of date on, on a regular basis, kind of followers of the website or readers of the, you know, everything else. Sure. They're all, they're all Land Rover owners. Oh, They've okay. all got Discoveries or Range yep. Rovers, things like that. And they seem to be the most kind of chatty. And the ones I meet the most as well. So when I go to events, I mean, last year, I do quite a lot with Land Rover, and they're all just really nice people as well. Yes. Really yeah, well. They, there's, there's no there's no snobbery. There's no like, oh, my Range Rover's brand new, and your Land Rover's 30 years old. It's all like, that's a really cool Land Rover. What do you do with it? Yeah. And I yeah, like that's that. That's very true. The, the only 4x4 other than a Land Rover I think I'd ever get would be a Land Cruiser. Yes, I would probably, although I've, I've driven them, and I wouldn't want to do any distance in it, but... Anything by Suzuki. Those Jimneys are awesome. They're incredible off-road. <laughs> They're so fun as well. <laughs> yeah, they turn on a dime. They've got grip for days. But yeah, I I, I would be hard-pressed to buy one because of size restrictions. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not comfortable. No, no. I mean, the, the, the short time I spent in a Jimney, I loved it, and it was great. But any more than that, and I probably want to hack my shins off. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, I remember one of my, you know, dream cars, bar the '60s Mustangs and the 250 GTOs and all that kind of stuff, is still a short wheelbase um, Defender 90. I still, I still love them. I still love to have one. And I took one off road a couple like last year actually, and was driving it around. And I was talking to the instructor, and we're saying how amazing it is, and how capable it is. And the bloke was basically waxing lyrics about how good the car was. And I said to him, you know, great. So if I had the money, would you recommend me buying one? And he flat out just went no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you talk about all the problems you have with your Discovery and your Freelanders. They're like ten times more a Defender, and they're not comfortable. And he said, if you ever want good bang for your buck when it comes to an off roader. Just get a cheap thousand pound Jimny and be done with it, because yeah. nothing will beat it in a small like off road circuit. But um, yeah, they're they're really cool. Having said that, my choice is still a Discovery. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I I understand why it it basically does everything a, a Defender does, just with like plus one on the uh, on the comfort. Yeah, and you've got you know a bit more space. Yeah, and I really like the like the overall look of them. I think the Discoveries have always looked good. Arguably, even the new one. I'm. I'm sorry. Say, say that again. I like the new one, the all new Discovery, not Discovery Five, as I've been told. Um, but it is. I. I like it. But it looks like it's collapsed on one side at the back. So here's my issue with that. I'm on my little soapbox now. 
The reason it's got that look is to pay homage to the other four generations of Land Rovers that all had off-center number Spare wheels on the back. Well, my Discovery didn't have spare wheel on the back, and the four doesn't either. But it was only, it was only the one and two that had a spare wheel on the back. But you're right, on the three and four, the number plate was square, so it looked okay. Yeah. What they should have done is kept that, and on the five, or the all-new, it should have also wow. had a square number plate. I totally agree. And I do think the back could be improved. And there are companies now that sell conversion kits. Yes, there are. That will centre the rear plate for you. But other than that, I think it's a really good-looking car. From the front and the side, it looks smart. The only problem is it looks a little bit too smart. Yeah, it, it's gone down the whole um, evoke design route, you know. They've made it very pretty and less functional. Well, I think they realise that 95% of their customers will never take them off-road apart from on their driveway. <laughs> this is this is true, yeah, the Tesco's run. Yeah, the, uh, the, the school run. Hello, dog. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, that was our special guest for the day. That was Poppy Ford. Yeah, Poppy Ford. Welcome she's, to the show. She's emailed in her three choices. We'll put them up later. Actually, okay. Uh, yeah, they're all edible. They're all edible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the the I think that's that's the issue is that you can tell with the engine choice as well. I drove the three cylinder, the, the, sorry, the three liter six cylinder diesel, and it was amazing sure. of, the, of the new discovery. Yeah. And then I drove the, the four cylinder two liter diesel, which is the one they're going to sell the most of. Uh, so and, the uh, SD four. Yeah, and it just felt like any other underpowered heavy car. But when I, you know, asked about it, they quite frankly said, you know, this is never going to be driven hard. It's never going to have to no. pull its weight up a hill or through mud. It's literally going to fill up with kids, drive to school, get out, go to the ledger centre, and then come home again. But I'm, I'm going to give my mum a shout out here because she's just brought a Discovery Sport with the, uh, the two liter. SDI engine. I think it's the SD4 uh, in diesel engine, and it is it's underpowered for the size of the car. Um, in the sport, it works because the car's smaller and a really oh, good yeah, car. Ab- absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm really surprised. I like it as much as I do. It's like a slightly less. Oh no, let's not go down the less route. It's a slightly <laughs> more rugged Evoke. Yeah. I was going to say slightly less pretty, but it does have its certain charms to it. I I think it's a really good-looking new Freelander. Yeah, 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 that's a good shout, actually. Take the positives out of it. Yeah. And also, again, it's hugely... It's still got that Land Rover capability that makes it a really good car. Yes, it does. Well, at some point, I'm sure she'll let me have a go in it, and I'll go and get it very muddy for her. She doesn't yeah. listen to this, so she won't. She won't. She won't ever hear that. It's brilliant. <laughs> so you're going for the V8 Discovery? Actually, V8. Have a quick look at that because I think it popped up when I. It's blue. It's got a snorkel. It's got the exhaust is hidden and comes out of the side as opposed to the standard place. So it's got a bit more ground clearance with regards to that. It's got say it's got big all-terrain tires. And it's just cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a Discovery One as well, so it's got the old, um, like flappy aluminium door handles and a oh, yes. bit, bit, bit more yeah. glass. And I, I think you know it, it's rough and ready. It's been it's been used properly. Something someone told me a very long time ago when I was looking at buying Land Rover's first time around was never buy a clean one. Make sure it's been off road almost. Oh yeah, because at yeah. least then you know it works. Um, I'm not sure his advice was the best advice. But <laughs> ever How since much? I've been buying dirty Land Rovers, so it's all How good. M- how much was it? 
1,495 pounds. Oh, coming in close. Coming in close. Yeah. Uh, That's five pounds for a quick jet wash. Tell you what, there's a 4.6 V8 Vogue here. Uh, P38 shape for 1500. That's not bad. I looked at that. There's a really nice brown 4 litre V8. Um, okay. HSE for the same money as well. I did think about P38s because I think they're really, really cool. I also think they're due a comeback. The P38 revival is on its way. I the next Range Rover classic. Yeah. And for someone who's ha- who has one sitting on their driveway, that's not being used very much at the moment. It's it's uh, an appreciating asset. <laughs> that, that's what I was going to say. I keep hold of that for a little bit because um, yeah, it's a conversation I keep having with my wife, who's like, "When are you going to get rid of that?" <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, it's appreciating. It's fine. Yeah, it has in fairness since it's been sat there, gone up loads. Yeah, and then you're going to sell it to me, and it's going to be great. So yeah, I'll do you a good deal on it, James. What, a straight swap from Mondeo? That's amazing. That's an awful deal. <laughs> yeah, for, for me? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord, that is brown. I found, I'm guessing you found the one I found. Yes, I have. Yeah, I like that, it. That is just like a flat Cadbury's chocolate brown colour. Which Mm-mm. means you haven't ever got to clean it. Ever. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm still struggling to find your discovery, but I'm sure it's here. It exists. I'm looking at it. It even comes with toe straps in the boot, which is slightly disconcerting. That's, that's sensible Land Rover ownership. I actually had a, um, I had a survival box in the boot of mine that had everything from a camping stove and pans to one of those, those, those foil, you know, hypothermia. Oh, yes. Throat, um, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. And Jessica, my other half, couldn't work out why I kept it in the car. <laughs> so, until you've owned a Land Rover and you've yes. broken down at the wrong time of the year in the wrong place, you haven't understood why you have to have these things in your car because yeah. one day you... It's not as if you might need them. One day you will need them. Oh, I see my problem. I had the acceleration set too high. <laughs> was in like sub 30 seconds. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, let's, let's just sort this by uh, model. Here we go. Discovery. Oh, there's 10 discoveries. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That, that's all right. Yeah, it looks cool. Oh, that's nice. 2.5 TD5 GS in grey. I, I did think about the TD5 because they make a really good sound. They do. They really they're, do. They're an awesome sounding lump, that. But I got... It was the V8 and the fact that all the work had been done. It's got the snorkel. It's got the big tyres. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ready to get rough. Yeah, that that would work well. So I'm going to pick my third car, and I'm going to let you have a little guess as to what I've gone for. So I know what I've gone for, which doesn't help my guess at all. No. I'm I'm wondering if you've gone down the same route or the exact opposite. Oh, I don't know now. So is your car German? No. Oh, is it British? No. So it's Japanese. It would be considered, to me, it's like one of the best track cars for the money. So you went down the track car route? Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a convertible, I'm going to say GT, (laughs) very very (laughs) tongue-in-cheek GT car. Is it one uh, of the ones that, in reality, you wouldn't be seen dead in? Or would you actually uh, have I think the Mark II version of them is quite quite a good looking car um have i owned one yes you have ah i know what it is yeah. 
Yeah. That that narrows down to 33 different types of cars. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you, have you gone for a Mark II MX-5? I have, yeah. Nice. 1.8? Uh, yes, this is a 1.8 Icon, oh. um, which comes with... Uh, actually, it looks really good. It's, for, it's £1,400, uh, leather interior, um, CD player, no tape deck, which is always disappointing in a Jap car not to get a tape deck. Uh, 2005, 79,000 miles. And you know what? It's really straight, actually. Little... That's, fairly, that's fairly new for a Mark II as well, so that must be a yes, facelift. Because yeah. they uh, were, what, 1998? I think they yeah, came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So This is probably one of the last yeah. uh, of the Mark IIs. And again, like, like the P38 Range Rover, the Mark IIs, I think, are finally starting to be appreciated. Yeah, I think so. For a long time, the Mark One was the one to have, and then lots of kids crashed them, and there were fewer of them, which meant the yeah. values went up. And now they're collectors or you know modern classics. Yeah, they and are. The Mark, and then the Mark Three and Four are really, really good modern cars, and the Mark Two's kind of been overshadowed as the slightly uglier sibling. But at I, now, I think they're doing really well. I always thought that if you just cover up the back of it, the front looks like a very baby Dodge Viper. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I just, see what you mean. Yeah, it's it's just some something about it. It just always reminded me slightly of the Dodge Viper, and um, yeah, I, I've always had a soft spot for MX-5s anyway, but I've never owned one. I think I might have to take that off my list this year. I think everyone should. I bought yeah. mine last year before last. I bought okay. mine maybe last year off of um, RWC photo. Mm-hmm. Rob, because yep, Rob Cooper. Yeah, good old Robbie. I bought off of him. And it was, I bought it with all intention of kind of bringing it back to life. Because it was, mechanically it was sound, because he looks after his cars more than sure. I've ever met. Um, but the paintwork got tired, a lot of lack of peel, and it was coming off and things. So I bought it off him with the plan of respraying it, replacing some of the panels and everything else. I got as far as ordering the new panels, putting them in my garage, and then never seeing the light of day, and then selling it with everything I bought for it attached to it. <laughs> um, but the year I had it, it was such a cool car. Yeah, I, 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 it was. I had the 1.6 Mark One in the the BRG edition, so it was racing green with tan leather. Okay, yeah, and yeah. the full Nardi wooden wheel, wooden oh, gear, brilliant. wooden handbrake yep. handle. Yeah, I put some silly white roundels on it to try and distract you from the awful lack of peel, <laughs> um, and I think mainly it worked. But yeah, ev- ev- I think everyone should e- at least drive an MX-5. Do you have a picture of it? I do, yes. It's also on my Instagram quite regularly. Can you... Um, I want to send a link through to one of the... I think there's also an article about it at Well Driven as well. So oh, I'll, put okay. that, I'll put that on there so everyone can have a look and you know, plug my website as well while I'm at it. I was <laughs> hoping that could be the cover photo for this week's episode. We'll, we'll do that then, even yeah. though it's not actually one of the cars we chose. Oh, I like it's it. not one of the cars we chose. So just Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, pay tribute to it. Yeah, but no, the Mark Twos. Yeah, they've really. I think they're they're starting to be appreciated a lot more as there are less or fewer and fewer Mark Ones floating yeah. around. The Mark Two is kind of up for a revival soon, and it's sometimes considered better to drive than the Mark One. I then I thought they shared a chassis and it was just bodywork that was changed, but maybe I'm wrong. A few steering tweaks, different brakes. Okay, different sure, suspension. sure. But in general. Pretty similar. Small, yeah. light. If you get the 
bit of yeah, a bit of an LSD or something, you've got a bit of tail fun as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched MX Five Racing? No, no, I haven't. Do it. Everyone should. I went to Snetterton a couple of, last year a few times to watch it, and it's it's like catering racing but more brutal because they care less about the cars. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> And you just see like 30 MX-5s on the grid just smashing into each other. Oh it's amazing. God. And occasionally it gets a bit wet and one of them just ends up facing the wrong way. It's amazing. One of the best like series of racing I've ever been to. It only weighs 1,065 kilograms. Yeah, when I, when I bought mine, I still had my Discovery and you could literally put it in the back. <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to. <laughs> like mm. seats, seats down in the Discovery, you could fit an MX-5 in there, I reckon, if you tried oh. hard enough. No, I, I believe that. I definitely think I could get one in the Range Rover. Yeah, and it wouldn't even affect the air suspension either. I don't no, think. no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm, I'm going for my 1.8 MX-5. Cool. I'd, I'd probably, just as an addendum to that, see if I could get a hard top for 100 quid to make it up to 1,500. Yeah. yeah. Hard tops look good as well. Yeah, they do. They really suit it. I got really lucky and managed to find one not only locally to me, but in the same colour. Oh, lucky. For like, for like 250 quid over the winter. And then when the summer came, I sold it and regretted that too. Because yes. it turned out that it still rains in summer here. Yes, and it those does. roofs are not yeah. very watered. But yeah, there's quite a theme here with me buying things and then regretting it. <laughs> or buying them and then regretting them straight away. Sure. But anyway, so should we move on to my, my third choice, shall we? Yeah. So I've gone for the weekend wafter. It's probably the best way to describe this. It's for those a bit like the weekend we're, we're, we're due to have this weekend. It's going to be around twenty degrees. The sun's going to be out. You want to take that top off and cruise, but you You're don't want to be. You don't be noisy. I'm going to get sunburn. I'm probably going to get you taking a long drive. I'm going to have that awesome convertible tan where your right forearm is burnt, your oh, forehead yes. is burnt, and you feel a little bit tired, <laughs> but everything else is still very pale. Like my left arm and the rest of my body. So I found a lovely Mercedes-Benz CLK 230 compressor. Mm. So supercharged, four-cylinder engine. Sounds okay, not particularly fast, but really smooth and really comfy. It's got full leather seats. It's the avant-garde, so it's the top spec up below AMG. So it's got the, uh, say, the, the sports leather seats, auto box, electric hood, because, you know lazy yeah um 90,000 miles for 2002 seems relatively you know well looked after yeah naught to 60 in a very handsome and sprightly 8.7 seconds like i said that 2.3 is not particularly quick uh, <laughs> that's still that's still not bad though just shy of 200 break yeah that's okay f2.3 okay. it's for those trips to the pub or you know for a weekend away somewhere you've got room in the back for bags You've got, you know, it'd be nicer to have a V8 one, but they're just a. I think I think they held their held their money better, and also they're probably a lot a lot thirstier. Sure, um, but I think I, th- I still think this first generation of CLK was a really good looking car as well. They had the E class style um, separate headlights, you know, the four headlights at the front. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's got AMG seventeen inch wheels as well. So oh, they, lovely! They, they ticked all the all the boxes when they spec theirs up. Yeah. Of 2002 they literally ticked them none of this buying online malarkey <laughs> um, and yeah just my my mother actually had one she had a blue CLK 230 haven't got a convertible I think it was the first convertible she had 
and it was just you know, I felt really cool driving around in it. I felt like I was in a, a mid nineties Jay Z video, to be honest. <laughs> Being you know a middle class white person in Cambridgeshire, but um, yeah, they, they they come with lots of electrical goodies: electric seats, electric roof, electric windows. There's a cool button that makes the rear headrest rise up, so to even you know when you roll it over, you don't crush the rear passengers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, ROPS. Rollover protection system. That's the one. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really comfy. I think they still look really cool. I quite like one now, actually. I'd, I'd rock it. I, I think you would, actually. I think that would suit you very well. Yeah. Mm. I do I do love a lazy Merc. Are they, um, the, the compressor bit of that, that's supercharged, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So we, you could do some mods to it, make it a bit quicker. You could definitely do some pulley changes and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm stuff thinking. Stuff like that because they 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 do make a nice little supercharger wine normally. Yeah, but nothing a good exhaust and a pulley change couldn't exactly. Couldn't, you know, beef up. You probably get it to around two fifty. Could you could you do that with your spare change? Do you think? Um, actually, yes. This one is under a thousand pounds. Perfect. Actually, I'm surprised it's still for sale. Why haven't you bought I mean, it yet? Having, having, having looked at this, my, my mobile phone is in my other hand. <laughs> and, uh, just thinking just, I could just, could just WhatsApp this guy. He left his mobile number in the ad. Uh, <laughs> where is he? How far away is he? Quite a long way away. I'm not sure. I've got things to do this weekend that don't Have involve you? buying a cheap Mercedes. So <laughs> mainly like doing them in a cheap Mercedes. I could, but unfortunately, given my track record of this, I'd be doing it single. Oh uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my last two impulse purchases end up costing a lot more than just the impulse purchases. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Having said <laughs> that, everyone should do that as well. But just definitely drunk eBay purchases is the way of the future. Oh god, yes. Yeah, I've I've ended up with somewhere in the region of about 5000 sets of googly eyes. That's an impressive purchase. I think they were like 10 or 12 pounds. Was that in one purchase, or do you keep getting drunk and ordering the same thing? I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> Every week, you just buy a hundred more. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, they're um, they're a bargain and drunk. That, that's actually a drunk Amazon purchase. Yeah. So expect googly eyes spread around your house if you ever see me. I like that. We once went to a fancy dress party. Um, for a Halloween um, do and uh, Jessica went as a spider and to do that she had to buy a load of googly eyes and stick them to her face I then found said googly eyes and the rest is not really repeatable amazing I just made a googly eyed elephant is all I'm going to say oh my good lord (laughs) (laughs) and her friend was not impressed no I can imagine (laughs) mortified I think is the word she used (laughs) Yeah, just, I also once ordered uh, 250 ping pong balls on Amazon whilst drunk. So, Just as an addition to everything we've been discussing, I'm going to send you a link, uh, hopefully on chat, if I can work that out. Is this to more googly eyes? Nope. Oh, no, that one. Right, I'm going to send that to you. You open that up and tell me what you think. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's in something. I did something... Oh dear God! <laughs> I know the one person that bought one of those as well. Oh really? Is yeah, that I a know standard something. color? Uh, no, hers is silver. Okay. Uh, but wow! So what I'm looking at is a. I really hope we don't offend somebody. <laughs> a 
It's a 2008, so relatively new, 10 years old, young, shall we say, Vauxhall Astra 1.8i twin top. Yes. And by twin top, it's not. It's one roof that comes off. Um, the second part of the twin being air. Yes, it's folding electric, isn't it? It that is. Folding tin roof thing, isn't it? See, that has the same... See, Poppy hates it. She's, yeah. not, she's not a fan. She is not happy about that no. at all. No. Um, it has. See what the thing, the thing that offends me the most about this car, and it isn't the color because this is like a one iridescent. Yeah, it's it's like a flip paint. It seems to go through orange, green to purple, and eventually fire. No, it's... sorry. Uh, <laughs> it has what my Mondeo has that I hate, and that is an aerial at the top of the windscreen. Oh God, yeah, that's who does that. Apart from bizarre. apparently Ford and Vauxhall. Because, say, my Mondeo has it, and I, I hate it. Why do they put it at the back like everyone else? Yeah. It's got this weird, like, unicorn horn that faces the wrong way. On the, uh, on the old Astra convertibles, it used to just be on the uh, rear hip. But see, they were, they were Bertoni. Yes, the they were. Yeah. They were very, they were actually a very nice-looking car. An old boss of mine had one. She had a blue one. It was really, oh. I thought it was really smart back in the day. Um, but this is just... Uh, uh. We'll, we'll put a link to this on the, on the page. I think you all need to appreciate this. And just a little shout-out for my friend Natalie, who drives a red one of these. Um, yeah. Ugh. Oh, in that case, that also is my friend Leanne, who has a silver one. <laughs> Nat- <laughs> Natalie well, never talked to me again. Uh, Nat at least has the uh, the two-litre turbo one, so it's, it's relatively quick. Oh, okay, uh, that's all right. It's, it's, not, it's not hideous. Blurple, orange, whatever that color is. <laughs> it's, yeah, in, interesting. Is yeah. that paint? Is that paint? Does the description say it's paint? Um, there is no description other than it's got a free labor warranty oh, and pearlescent purple. Pearlescent purple. Two owners. This car comes with chroma flare paint respray. There you go. Says it all. Li- yeah. Literally. So yeah, I mean that's not my choice. No, I, it's not my choice either. I just felt like you should see it. <laughs> I think I mean, it is. It, it is probably the best car of the, of the episode. However, <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> it's um, ugh, horrible. That's the thing. When you list the six cars that we've just listed and then you go and buy that, what is wrong with you? I know. Admittedly, two of them are the same car, essentially. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. five, five different cars, should we say? You know, yeah. a Land Rover, a Volvo, another Volvo, a Mazda, a BM, two BMWs, two BMWs, and then to say I've got fifteen hundred pounds, I'm going to buy a pearlescent purple Vauxhall Astra twin top. Oh, good goodness me! But somebody's going to buy it, aren't they? Oh, I will no doubt get stuck behind this at some point in my life. Is it near in, in an IKEA car park or something? That's how, no, I don't think it's, it's not near me. I fortunately see where it is. Although I do know, if I ever come into money, I know what you're getting for your birthday. Oh, please don't. <laughs> please, don't turn up at my house with a pearlescent twin top. How you're gonna wait at me? No, I wouldn't buy you that. I just get that paint job done to both of your cars. <laughs> I think um, I, I think the Range Rover would look good in that actually, and and the twin top conversion as well. None, no, none, no. I, I, no. Nobody needs I'm, a twin top conversion on their Range Rover. I'm very handy with a Dremel. That's all I'm going to say. A Dremel. 
<laughs> Outstanding. Right, I'm, I'm just clicking on this guy's website. I want to find out where they are. Maybe, maybe all our listeners could go and like book a viewing and a test drive. No, they're in Derby. I'm not going to Derby. If you fancy sponsoring an episode as well, we could completely delete this part and make it sound really positive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only if I can drive it for a week. I, I'm not going to read out the company name because I don't. I don't want any like bad ramifications. But yeah, good luck selling that. <laughs> okay, so. Um, is that us? Is that six? Uh, six, yeah. Six. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, seven, technically. Seven, well, actually, technically. Actually, actually, eight, if we go by your first choice that you Five. then redacted. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I, I would like to say thank you to uh, our, our special guest. Um, her input was greatly, greatly appreciated. I think it's always a, a special moment we can get her involved because she's very busy. She I is, to, yeah. I, I, I want to get her on more podcasts, but it, it, I struggle to get hold of her sometimes. So today her, she's clear, clearly available. Her um, schedule's like I, I've seen it; it's insane. Just so busy, so busy. She's so famous as well. Well, uh, that it, it's, it's depressing when your dog is more famous than you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also yeah. understandable because also we we currently have matching hairdos as well. But she suits hers a lot better than I do. I saw the picture the other day. It was um, splendid. <laughs> yeah, I do need some kind of trim. But uh, both go together. Well, get some some kind of two for one. Yeah, I think so. I hope they go with charging me for mine because hers cost more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Why does a dog's haircut cost so much? Have you ever tried to cut a dog's hair? I have not. They earn every penny. Okay, fair enough. Humans, you just sit there and talk yeah. about your week and maybe discuss football if you know about it, which I don't. Um, whereas a dog, <laughs> she wriggles around, she barks, she probably wheezes on you. Uh, you know, they they earn their money with that. Rather okay, than yeah. me. Let's put it that way. I'll, um, I'll give you that. I, I suspect that is very true, actually. To all those dog groomers out there, my apologies. I, I deeply respect your career choice. And again, we are open to sponsorships. Yes, absolutely sponsorships. Your name here. Yeah, preferably shaved into my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to shave it into Poppy. So yeah. if, if you care to sponsor the show, maybe give uh, Poppy Ford a, a haircut or two across the year. We'll uh, we'll let you shave it into the side of her. We'll let you shave your company name into the side of her. I, th- I think that's a deal, to be oh, honest. Yeah. If anyone, if, anyone, if, anyone, if anyone skips up on this, they're missing out on the deal of the century. Absolutely. Uh, again, thank you, Poppy, for your, your guest appearance. And I have been Rick this week from Sprite Photography. <laughs> I don't think she likes I'm in Canada. No, she misses you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm... Um... <laughs> I'm going to try speaking again. This is, this say, is good just, you're you're yeah. good to go. She's all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, i'm i'm rick from sprite photography uh my co-host this week is james from well driven yeah we've been yeah. three car garage we have yeah and um, we will be again hopefully in about a week yeah so we I, we put up a thing earlier on facebook about this particular theme and uh, we really like to see what everyone else would do with 1500 pounds for per car and maybe if they're really good we might mention them again if they're Twin top Astros, we won't. Definitely no one buy that. Or do, and, like, get in touch. 
Actually, yeah, can, some, can someone buy it, please, and then bring it round? I'll, I'll even, you know, maybe write about it, and we can talk about how it could be our, it could be the three car garage, you know, tour car. Maybe, just maybe, the photos aren't doing it justice, and it's actually really lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried really hard to keep a straight face. It's, it's not working at all. No, you have not. You know, you, know, you have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to wrap this episode. It is i can't must be like 20 to 8 there that is some quick maths it is indeed 20 to 8 here yeah so i'm i'm about 20 to 3 here um so yeah i'm gonna go enjoy the beautiful canadian sunshine i think it's still sunny outside i can't tell probably edit this podcast so yeah i'm gonna take my gobby little puppy for a walk (laughs) so hopefully make a little less gobby oh yeah you should take her out yeah Can, can she can she hear the speakers? Uh, no, we're headphones today. Oh, okay. For that reason. Because normally Cause... she reacts. But if you whistle... <laughs> I was going to shout walkies. Please don't ever shout walkies. Oh, I was going to do it so loud, James. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up half of Canada. <laughs> right, my friend. I will talk to you very soon. Yes, till next time. See, oh, well, I'm not actually going to go. I'm just going to stop recording and then I'll carry on talking to you for a few minutes like we always do. So, yeah, I'm going to stop recording. Uh, Everyone enjoy that twin top. Bye. Bye.